Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Cecil Cardona, and I'm joined by Laura Taylor. Hey. And Lynn Keller. Yo. What's <laughs> up? It's always, it's always like, I don't know, my heart stops. Are you going to say me first? Are you going to say Link first? I, Who has to I, say I, hey first? I never know. <laughs> Who it's gonna be? <laughs> All right, so um, it's my turn this week, and I've been thinking a lot about rules, okay, and and specifically like framing them in the sense of video games and how useful it can be to do that. So let me let me bring up a few examples of of what I mean. Um, I've been thinking about Breath of the Wild lately. I've talked to people who the few people I've ever heard from who do not like Breath of the Wild, it's because it's too open. Like there's no direction. Like you don't you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. Right? And and I get that. I get that, right? It's like, oh, there's I, I need instructions. I need a waypoint. Please tell me what to do. The moment I step out there and I see 10 different possibilities, I don't know where to go and I don't know what to do, etc. I was like, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. And then I've been thinking about the people who are still playing with the physics of the game and having fun with it years after it came out, trying to figure things out. And they're not hacking the game, right? They're just, they understand the rules of the game, the rules of the world, and they're, they understand them so well that they're able to do things that we never thought were possible to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really cool. I think that's really <laughs> cool, right? But it, but it requires a, a, a type of understanding of the game mechanics and everything that you can possibly do within that world, what you, can, what you can't do to then possibly do these amazing things. And, and it's not just completing the game, right? It's like it's going, just doing all these things that, Maybe, I don't know if the game designers weren't um, intending for you to do, but they definitely weren't expecting you to do. So I remember uh, I was working with very small children. Um, uh, I think it was, I think it was still an intern. It was like, so it must have been like 10 years ago. I was around, around GT origin story uh, time. It was the same place, the same, I was working at the same supervisor who told me, oh, video games are stupid. And I remember doing a group with these kids and I remember there being a conversation. It's like me and a bunch of seven and eight year olds in, in uh, sitting around this table and they're complaining about how they hate that their parents are always telling them what to do, right? And like they hate, they hate the rules at their home. And so I was like, okay, so like, what? What do you like to do? Right? Like, or what are your favorite games? Right? And I was like, oh, I love to play video games with my dad. I remember this one girl was like, yeah, I love, I love playing Call of Duty. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so, do you, do you know how to play? Like, like, what are the rules of the of the of the game? It's like, oh, you have to do this, 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 this. It's like, okay, so what if what if there weren't any rules? What would that be like? And then we all start thinking about what a game without rules would be like. So. And they came to the conclusion that it would suck. 
right? It would really, Chaos. really suck. <laughs> like, Call of Duty would be fun if it, if there weren't any rules. I was like, okay. So, you know, like, and, and I get it. Like, sometimes the rules aren't, um, aren't, we don't like them. We don't like the rules. But I feel like only when we understand the rules can we, and when we accept them, can we then start to play in those spaces and start to to do something that you can't win the game unless you accept the rules of the game. Otherwise, you're just going to be complaining the entire time about the rules, and then you're not playing, and then you're you're not going to win. You're not going to win. <laughs> right? There's no way to win the game if uh, if uh, that's what you're doing. And so I've been thinking a lot about that idea in in my in my day job in uh, multiple areas of my life. Um, and I even uh, revisited over the weekend uh, Victor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Because I was like, I think, I think it's relevant. I think there's something relevant about it. And I'm not a logotherapy expert, so I do not know if this is a good representation of Victor Frankl's um, uh, theories uh, and, and what logotherapy is about. But in that story, like the first half of the book is him... And and uh, I just reread their prologue, and he's like, "This isn't a story about being at a concentration camp. This is a story about people's experiences." And basically, he's in this place, and he's observing why some people are more miserable, right, than other people, and why some people are are actually thriving in this space that's horrible. Oh, look, the comments work. Steve is mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, man. Yeah. My search for meaning is always relevant. Thank you. Thank you for validating uh, <laughs> my, my idea, Steve. And so I, I've been thinking a lot about that in that I, I remember all my clients and, and there's something about accepting that sometimes feels like, like, you're, like you're compromising or you're yielding right like in your in your in your real life but only when you get to the point when you can like accept that like okay this is something this is what's going on um but then you understand the rules and what you can and you can't do and then you can kind of move within that there's at at my job right i do i do diversity and inclusion work at my at my at the university i work at and the this idea has been in my mind in a way there too, where it's like, oh, you know, like some students, like why are some students thriving and some not, right? What is it about it? And it's like, yeah, like you can be in a class with a professor that kind of sucks, right? And then you can either like complain the entire, the entire semester about it, but that's not going to, like, you're not going to get to the, to the, you're not going to pass the class. Like, it's not going to, like, that's not helpful, right? And, and so... Obviously, like I'm, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about clients I had in the past. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, no. This is, this is, this is a thing. But I, for me, it's been super helpful to frame it in the sense of games, right? I'm, I'm thinking about it in terms of rules of the game. If I understand the rules of the game, then I can actually get to the, get to the end, or I can win, or I can actually do something um, with it. Otherwise, and, and this is where it gets, where it's hard. Like I think the, the. The part where I, I always remember my clients getting hung up, and it's the part where I still get hung up. And it's, I don't like the rules so hard, you know, that I don't want to play the game. But some games, like, you just, like, they're just there. Like, they're just, it's all, 
like just the rules, right? Like you can't, like, like sometimes you can change the rules and sometimes maybe, maybe that's part of it. Um, but, but sometimes you can't, or sometimes to get what you want, maybe changing the rules isn't the, the most effective or, or easiest, um, thing to do. So it's been mm-hmm. like a, like a, like a, I'm revisiting this life lesson that I learned a long time ago. Um, that's been super relevant this week. And, uh, it was a metaphor that I used a lot with my clients that was always super helpful. And it's been helpful for me this week. That's kind of what the idea that I want to explore. Um, any thoughts on, on, on that? A few things came up mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you were talking. Um, I have a friend who I used to live with who he's what I call a game breaker. Um, any board game, card game, whatever that we would play, I would I would never play Magic the Gathering with him because no matter what, I would always lose. He finds the, the rules that synergize with each other and can break a game and he discovers how to win in the most over-the-top way every time. And yeah. when I would play with him uh, and there's a game that he couldn't figure out how to break... This is stupid. Why would they do this? <laughs> Why would this rule be this way? Well, that's the way the rules are. We, that's how we got to play. Um, and it would just frustrate him to no end that he could not get around something that he thinks is wrong in the design of a game, which maybe the maybe it's not possible to just break the game. Maybe it's a balanced game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not everything is there for you to break and and figure out the best way to do this to do the thing um that was the first thing that came up okay second thing that came up for me when you were talking is um i've played a lot of the card game flux where the rules are constantly changing and it's really hard to keep up and i've used that with clients who understand the game talking about well, if the rules are always changing, how do we adapt? Like, oh, I'm planning to win with these. You, you collect cards and you got to put the cards on the table in a certain way to be able to win. And the, the cards you have to put on the table in front of you change all the time based on how people play their cards. You change the win condition. And this idea of, well, if the win condition is always changing, you can never win. Mm-hmm. Uh except by chance you just happen to have the cards that need to be in front of you. And so that's been a really deep conversation I've had with clients about life and how the rules always change. Um, and even if they don't change much, <laughs> yeah, like they change enough that it can throw you off. Yeah. You jump to fairness. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's definitely mm-hmm. something I wanted to touch on uh, mm-hmm. um, further down the road, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It sucks when the, when the rules when the rules feel unfair or they're constantly changing. I hate games yeah. where the rules are constantly changing. I hate that. I hate um oh, what's the, the, the Munchkin right? Well, it's like mm-hmm. oh like you can swap hands. I'm like oh no no the cheat card that's <laughs> built into the game. I I I I cannot. But I, I think there's a lesson Flux here. There's a life a lesson here. Game. Yeah, it is a life lesson. I mean. If you're trying to get a medication and you finally get through all these hoops and your your insurance company is like, yeah, finally we'll cover it, but it's going to cost you like this much money. And it's like, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. change the rules. <laughs> you said you would cover it. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 It happens. Yeah. Rules. 
I like rules. <laughs> you like rules. What rules do you like? What are your What's your favorite rule? Top oh. three. Top three rules. Top three rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you're playing a game, everybody plays by the same rules. I like uh, that rule. When you're playing a game, you come and sit with your friends at a table. Everybody is expected to follow the rules of the game. I'm not talking about playing with kids where you change the rules. When I play with kids and the rules change, I'm like, okay, what's the rule? What are we? What are we playing by? We're gonna play the way. Like you can make the rule up, but we gotta yeah. play the same way so we're on the same page. I like that rule. Um, I don't know. In general, I like structure. And I'm one of those people that has a harder time with open world games. Um, Breath of the Wild wasn't too bad for me because I could find some kind of linear path. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as as someone who loves Assassin's Creed games, I just finished the storyline of Valhalla yesterday or the day before. And uh, I just follow that. Like, okay... I don't need to get lost with all the other things. I can follow a path. There are rules. Um, I, I usually I, play on consoles where I can't mod or hack things. So, Yeah. I, I have two examples of games where I wasn't playing by the same rule as the other person uh, in the game. And I didn't. we didn't know. This happens. This tends to happen in board games sometimes when people don't Because somebody forgets to explain the rules. Because Woody forgets to explain a, a very important rule, right? And then... Uh, in that game, there was no way I could win because uh, Terra Mystica is so <laughs> no, it's so complicated. That like two hours in, when I when I learned the new rule that I didn't learn before, and everyone else at the table, there's three of us, right? The other two people knew that rule. They were playing with that rule in mm -hmm. mind. Two hours in, me learning that rule, it was kind of too late for me to be able to to win the game. It's just. Terministic is just complicated. It has too many systems going on at, at the same time. But one time I was playing checkers with a friend of mine who is from Belgium. Mm -hmm. And when we were playing, um, I get to the other side and then, you know, like it gets kinged and I'm able to move, you know, move around. And when he did it, he started playing completely differently because like in Europe, it, at that point it changes. Like checkers is different <laughs> at that point. And so... I'm playing a particular way. He get he he finally does that too. He does he starts playing in a completely different way. But it was one thing that changed. And it felt so good to win that game despite like I I I swapped rules. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute. This is what you're doing?" Like technically the rule that I was doing, I just wasn't going far as far as you're allowing this to go. So now that we can do that, okay. I'm in. Uh, I'm doing that. It was one switch and I was able to adapt and I won the game. And I'm sure my friend doesn't remember this at all, but I, I ended up talking about this all the time because it was like, <laughs> it felt so good. It I think I've so heard good. you bring it up like three times I on Rolling brought for it Change. Up multiple times on Rolling <laughs> for Change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I finally get to bring it up here. And, and it was, it felt really good to have someone try to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Like now basically try to switch the rules, but I was like, no, nah, I got you. Because I have, a, I have I had a deep enough understanding of the simple rules of checkers to be able to adapt, make the change, and then proceed to victory. Regardless, mm -hmm. um, Terramistica, there was no way. There's no way. Like there was, it was just not on my first, not the first time I was ever playing the game. In two two hours in, but checkers, checkers, I was able to do it. 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it depends on the circumstances and the context. If mm-hmm. if that happens, right? If like the, the rules change, are you able to adapt or 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 not? No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also nice in games when. Say if the rules aren't clear, you can go to Board Game Geek and look up <laughs> what other people have done if the if rules have been updated uh, from the game company, things like that. I've had that happen several times in newer games where it's like, uh, you didn't think about this thing, and I think it breaks the game completely, and we can't, no one can win. So let's look at the rules and see if we're a- actually playing this right, or we read something wrong, or. So having that crowdsourcing of like, what are the rules of a game? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, right now I'm playing a game called Genshin Impact. I enjoy it very much. And I'm at the stage right now where I'm probably watching as much YouTube uh, videos uh, about Genshin Impact as I am playing on a daily basis. And I'm at the um, looking at spreadsheets to, uh, to min-max level of, of, uh, of obsession. Um, but at that at that point, now I have a way better understanding of the way that the game works. Again, it's a game with multiple systems and all these things. And there's that crowdsourcing aspect. There's a lot of people um, working on how this works, right? Like, oh, here we go. This is the way to optimize. But like, like basically, you you can play and then like, oh, the game gets harder. Like, what can I do now? I have all these elements. Am I using them right? What what else can I do? How can I optimize my uh, play experience? And but it takes a lot of it takes a lot of uh, study. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a lot of study. It takes a lot of um, time to begin to understand these things enough so that I can actually optimize or like win. This isn't really a game you you win, but right, it's like mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely understanding it way better than I did like well, you know when I started playing. Well, and we crowdsource things and information like that in real life, too. I mean, as horrible as it is, we were talking about taxes earlier. And if you don't understand, you go to a tax prep person or you ask your parents who have had to pay taxes for like forever. Or, I don't know, you read up on how to do your taxes. Um, Yeah, I mean. Crowdsource that info. Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't know how to do your taxes and you just do the bare minimum, you're not going to get the better return, right? I mean, it's the same mm-hmm. idea, right? It's like there's a it's a pretty complicated system. There's a whole bunch of rules, and the people who know how to do it are know how to game that system. They know how to play the game. It's a game. It's a game. Mm-hmm. It's a game. Some people are losing and some people are, are winning because I'm sorry, you didn't know that rule, like, but but it's there. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, there's other fairness aspects that can go into this, but yeah, no, yeah. Tax, taxes are definitely definitely one of those. Yeah. yeah, it's a shitty game, but it's a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Link is gone. I was going to. I, I've been like, Link, what are you? I'm Link, are you still here. there? Okay, I'm still here. Oh, your hmm. camera's gone. Okay, that's weird. So what do you? Yeah, I was trying to open a a tab to pull up a name of something, but. Um, you broke it. Okay. I broke it. broke it. Should yeah. I refresh it? Is that a dangerous game? I don't know. For oh. not, but we, we can hear you. So so just uh, what just what do you think? Try refreshing. We'll see what happens. It's cool, but we're still recording. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Um. 
Okay, it looks like it's working. I apologize, I didn't realize uh, going into a different tab would break it. Join. Connecting. Okay, I'm just gonna let that do that. Um, did, did you ask me a specific question or are you just tossing it to me? I'm tossing it to you. Okay, um, I'm gonna say I uh i like changing rules i like breaking rules and changing rules i'm going to come down on more of that side of the spectrum mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i think what you said earlier Josue, about needing to have a good enough understanding of the rules is really when you can start to actually like play with the rules conceptually um, but it, it does require you to you know, have an understanding of them. And you're talking about specifically video games. There are different ways that video games teach you rules. There are games that expect you to explore and figure it out yourself. And it's not going to tell you anything. Is you, you figure out the rules by figuring out where boundaries are, where interactions happen. And you build an internal schema of the rules within that game. Now, a lot of video games rely on the player having knowledge of video game rules in general. Um, an example of that would be one of my first things that I do in, in video games is if it is um, 2D or 3D, if I have a jump button and there are enemies, I am going to try jumping on top of the enemy to see if that damages them, a la Mario and the Goombas. Um, often that ends with me taking damage because no, your feet are not magical stabbers. They're just feet. Uh, but that is me coming in with my own rules and testing them in a new game space. Um, there are games that straight up they you know they tell you what the rules are in the tutorial, um, and then there are sort of amalgamations games that sort of incorporate all of them. They give you a, a sort of basic standard set of rules that the you know developer assumes that you need to understand in order to get to a, a sort of knowledge plateau in order to start delving in and figuring out other rules within the game space, which is more on the exploration side. <laughs> uh, yeah, I brought this book. It's called The Aesthetic of Play mm -hmm. by Brian Upton. And mm -hmm. I, um, I highly recommend it. It is a good book. And it talks a lot about the stuff that we are already touching on here. Um, I have marked some pages, uh, to see if there are things that are interesting as we come across them. Okay. Okay. Let me start with this one. Okay. Um, okay. So... Brian Upton uses the word constraints pretty regularly as rules is where you know the edges of things are in a game um 
So uh, he describes game constraints having four broad categories. There are there's the game as designed. That is the static system of constraints that exists before the play ex- experience begins. This is in video games. So um, or board games. It's the rule book as it exists. It is the the software data that is stored on the game cartridge on the disc. Um, then there is the game as encountered. That is active external constraints that influence the player's immediate actions, the rules that matter right now. Then there's the game as understood, that is active constraints in the player's head. So that is a mixture of internalized rules, invented strategies, and real world knowledge. And then there is the conceptual background, the broad collection of potential ways that a player might engage with a game, how the player understands the game depends a great deal on the conceptual background the player starts with. So he uses a lot of uh, chess uh, as a go-to example, Um, but it's basically chess would be, you know, the rules that come, the, the basis of chess, how the pieces move and how to win, the win state. Um, the game as encountered would be when uh, you are choosing your move, what moves are available to you. Those are the constraints, right? If you're um, castle, rook, there we go. If your rook is mm-hmm. blocked in, you can't move it. So it's like that rule, that constraint is not currently applicable. Um, but the game is understood is like, okay, I know how these pieces move and I know them well enough that I can start to apply them between pieces and between games. So not just in the one game that you're currently playing. And then the conceptual background would be pulling on outside uh, knowledge in order to apply it to the game. That would be the sort of meta gaming stuff that I don't know if either of you guys watched Queen's Gambit, but there's a lot of that going on where it becomes more about recognizing how your player relates to the rules and constraints that you're playing against. And if you understand the rules well enough, you can you can be doing whole plays that have nothing to do with actually moving a piece on the board. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is very cool. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of that? <laughs> Helpful terminology. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 reason why I brought it up. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna skip to this to see okay. to see if I uh, to see what happens. Um, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because you and I often talk about capitalism, and uh, this is all a trap to talk about capitalism. <clears throat> you got yeah. me. Or or in, or more the sense of um, and again I don't I don't I'm I'm just here to have a discussion about a metaphor that's been that's been uh, useful for me, but it's it's and basically it's that. I'm talking about games and rules in the sense that if you're playing a game and you don't like the rules like you're especially in a video game <laughs> right like um sure you can you can you can you can hack the game I guess right like you could you could mod it there's other things that you can do but like in terms of 
sitting down, playing the game. I guess that's an option, right? But like mm-hmm. just just sitting there and being like, I don't like these rules. Like then like then you don't you don't play. Um, but there are some things that I like. I don't like the laws of physics necessarily. I wish I could fly, right? But, but you can't. Uh, but unless you eventually, get in a plane. Eventually, people understood the laws of physics enough to allow us to fly. It's not ideal. It's not the perfect way to do it. But only if you understand how gravity works. Are you able to then fly, even like pull away from, you know, get out of the atmosphere, like go out mm-hmm. into 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 space? But it, it takes an understanding of how gravity works to be able to to do that, and even and an even better understanding to be able to land again, <laughs> right? Um, that it you got to learn those rules if you're if you're yeah. if you wanna if you want to thrive in something like that, and. And I don't know, sometimes I, I think, again, and you don't have to engage if you don't want to, uh, Link, right? But like uh, capitalism, I, I see it as, um, I see it like like gravity maybe, right? In the sense that if I understand it enough, right? Like I can't do anything specifically about uh, capitalism on my own. I understand that there's ways to do it. There's ways to change it. But if I focus on that, there's no way I can't imagine being able to accomplish other things um, that I that I want to do right now, and so framing many different things in my life that way I'm have been. At Link's face. Her face is extremely. Uh, she's very disgusted by everything that I'm that I'm saying, which is which is which is no, which was the whole no. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go for it. I'm sorry. I'm hung up on I, it's. Just, it was just the phrasing yeah. of capitalism is like gravity is like. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism is made up. We made that up. Gravity mm-hmm. exists outside of human conception. If I yes, even even if I accept that, right? Even if I accept that it's that it's made up. Um. But I mean, which I do. I don't. I don't deny that. But that doesn't change that for me. It's like. It's like gravity. I can't if I if I think too hard about changing gravity or capitalism, um, I can't imagine being able to accomplish other things. And this is where it gets hard. This is where it's like I'm I'm not I'm not accepting um, I'm not accepting capitalism as like a comfy snuggy blanket, right? Like I don't I don't like it. But I I'm also not thinking constantly about how much I hate it. Which again, this is why I brought up um, uh, man's search for meaning because 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 in that book, right? Th- th- like what he's doing is he's looking around and he's like, wait, wait, wait like why? Like what would I have to do here? What do I have? I mean, technically, I believe logotherapy's point is that you. It doesn't matter um, how many things are out of your control. The one thing that is in your control is your ability to assign meaning to things. And since you can assign meaning to things, um, the meanings that you assign to things can then influence your life and the way and and, and how you feel. And I mean, it's a hell of a book. It's a hell of a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I again, I, I didn't study logotherapy. Although one of my REBT like mentors was like as involved in logotherapy as he was in in um, 
RBT, but I, I never really uh, studied it. But it's I don't know, it's something that's been helpful for me lately. And I've had a lot of conversations with people, and I see I see that we often get hung up on those things. I'm like, I hate this. I hate this one thing, right? Like I hate this idea. And then, and then like, I don't like it, but if I get hung up on, on, on that hatred of it, I don't, I can't actually move forward and move beyond the thing that I want to do. And for me, it's been helpful to, again, frame it as a game. So very rarely do I have to play a game that I don't like, that I don't want to do. No, no, no. Like, um, usually I have to enjoy the game, but that's not always the case. There have been, um, there have been games that I I didn't get, but I tried a few different times, mm-hmm. and eventually I was like, oh, okay, okay, and like I just started to see them differently, and then I was able to to appreciate them more. Like Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter was one of the first times that I was like, I I know I studied that game more than I actually played it, and it was it was it was a lot of fun. But also, it took years and multiple versions of me trying the game and just being like, ugh. But I just kept seeing people like, oh, no, this game is great. And I was like, I'll give it another shot. I'll try this one. And then I was like, ugh. And I remember getting Monster Hunter World. And I don't remember why. I don't remember why I actually purchased it, considering how much I hated all the others. But I, I And then I, you tried to get everybody to play it. I tried to get everybody sure to play with me. Yep. <laughs> but but it, was, it was, it took me a long time. Again, I don't remember why I bought it. But I ended up once I it's like I, I realized I didn't understand it before, right? Or like it didn't it didn't make any sense to me. Uh or, or I got hung up on the things that I didn't like about it. And then I found things that I did like about it. And I was like, oh, okay, I want to do And the same thing happened to me with Genshin Impact recently. I started playing it and I was like, nah, this is this is okay. And then I saw it as um actually uh, I thought, oh, wait a minute. This is a multiplayer game. I'm going to get into it so I can play with my friends. And then I started playing it more and learned that I had to get to, I had to level up to level 16 uh, before I could play with anybody and uh, adventure rank 16 in the game, which is like an overall um, experience level. And that took a really long time, but my goal was to be able to play with friends and by the time I got to playing with friends, which wasn't really, I had to play it solo. And as I played it solo, oh, I felt I I really liked it. And then I I, I found out it's it's not really a multiplayer game. Like you can play multiplayer, but it's really a for a single player game. But then I started understanding the systems. Then my friend actually started helping me um, with it uh, by like, like answering questions and things. Like oh no no like I can help you get to to sixteen before we can even play together. And. Yeah, like I changed my perspective on what the game was and the things that I I didn't like about it, and then I started focusing on the things that I that I did like about it, or technically like the the, the things that I could control, uh, or the things that you know I, I had access to, and then and then I ended up liking it. And so I've been again playing that game recently. Uh, State of the world, a whole bunch of stuff. Like it's been it's been it's been a metaphor. It's been uh, helpful uh, for me. Yeah. Well. If it's helpful yeah. for you, then use it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I am. <laughs> this, I am using that it. Is, that I am is, using it. That's where. Uh, that's that's what I feel. Um, yeah. Again, and, 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 uh, I, I think it's been helpful for. I've used it a lot with clients in the past, and it's been very helpful. And it helps if they understand the, the games in an ex- to an extent to use it in that particular um, framing. 
But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that capitalism can be called a game because it is not something that you can opt out of in our mm-hmm. case right Mm -hmm. um games have an aspect of consent in them you are choosing to opt in you are choosing to engage with a game you are choosing to follow the rules that exist um we don't really have that option um to the same extent but but let me let me i've had to play dodgeball i don't know how many times in elementary school middle school high school okay i I hear what you're saying, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you threw a fucking fit, you could have gotten out of <laughs> dodgeball <laughs> and failed my class. Um, but, but also, okay. like, I mean, I mean, the, again, going back to to um, Victor Frankel's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, like the opening paragraph in the prologue is, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna read it um, because I think I think it's relevant. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'll bring it up. As long as you don't pull up a tab and break the thing. I did no promises. <laughs> um, so in the, in the, uh, nope, the version I have on Kindle is different than the version I have on Audible. Okay. Well, basically at the beginning of the book, I believe, uh, he says that one of the first things, like basically the first question that Victor Frankl would ask his his clients was um why don't you die by suicide is basically the question that that he he asked them that's like his opener mm-hmm. and then uh based on his their responses to that he starts like he uses that question the way i ask people like what's your favorite hobby <laughs> what are you geeky about mm-hmm. <laughs> and he and i like i i i start from there and then i i build i build i build up from there and so he starts with that question basically talking about okay so these are the reasons why this is what is meaningful to you this is this is what's important to you this is why you this is why you you want to live right mm-hmm. and so and so let's let's build on that so i again um i think it's possible to opt out of a lot of things um in different ways and if we see things <sighs> I put this right like using using that that quote from the from the book right and then talking about something like again in this case capitalism the idea that that we 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 don't opt into it yes there are a lot of things in in life that feel like we don't opt into them but like i think his point is that like well you you kind of are like there are a lot of things that we opt into just by being alive today in this moment in time in this context and and and, and here there are things that we 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 there are lots of things that we cannot um uh control but i think he still tries to put it so that if i'm butchering this uh please anybody who <laughs> any victor frankel <laughs> logo th- logo uh, therapy experts out there uh please uh call his way out call me out <laughs> yes uh e- immediately <laughs> nobody nobody nobody's in the comments no okay then i'll keep going <laughs> so again uh yes uh i i i i i understand exactly what you're saying link and like i feel like i i i feel like i didn't consent into um capitalism and i feel like it is something that i yes i i agree with that but then it's also like how how do you look at it if i 
I don't let that particular part of it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, okay. I'm, I'm here. It, but, so, yeah. yeah. If if yeah. we are going to go with capitalism as a game and we have to learn the, the rules of this game, I would, again, referencing this book, um, I would call this uh, an abusive game, which is mm-hmm. described as mm-hmm. a game that is deliberately designed to frustrate the player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they must go right up to the edge of what the player will tolerate without pushing them into quitting. Uh, what this means is an abusive game design depends heavily on the player's own conceptual background. What does the player think the game is trying to accomplish? What sort of thoughts does it trigger? In other words, the player of an abusive experience is willing to tolerate frustration in low-level moment-to-moment play if that frustration is essential to construction of an interesting high-level interpretive play space. Um, so we we have systems that have some of the elements that we see in games there's there's choice variety consequence predictability uncertainty and satisfaction those are the six that he he's using as mm-hmm. um elements of play yeah. and so we as humans sort of already like inherently pick up on those aspects so uh, anyways it's like when we are playing something and we come up against something that doesn't like feel right which would be a lot of capitalism uh, Mm -hmm. is is we see in a lot of games that when people are playing games they will come up with ways to get around those abusive experiences. So that would be people um, using handicaps in their in their game plays. That would be people referencing uh, walkthroughs. That would be uh, house house rules. If you play games, you know, and you <laughs> which can backfire, right? The the go to is um, everybody hates monopoly because it goes too long but the reason it goes too long is everybody is using often unintentionally using a a house rule and and that house rule ends up stretching the game time out really far but that's that's if if we're going to apply that to capitalism that's where we see people you know finding cheats and loopholes and um you know depending on players who already have capital as a way to get more capital and that sort of aspect um or you can absolutely see the 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 generalization of it's a game in that act i i agree totally in that way um but and and from what you read i mean you you talked about like tolerating frustration right mm -hmm. and and so it's such a big um, component of like a CBT to talk about frustration mm-hmm. tolerance, right? That if you, if you increase your, your frustration tolerance, you can like, that can be a, a huge barrier, right? Because you don't like, I'm frustrated. So I don't want to proceed. I don't want to keep going. Like when mm-hmm. you talk about an abusive game, what I'm thinking about is, is like dark souls, right? Like, like mm-hmm. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for me, when I try to, I wish, I wish that I had, I mean, 
technically Monster Hunter is very similar to Dark Souls in, in, <laughs> in, in many ways, and um, and and I'm hoping that it, it does actually act as a as a stepping stone um, into that. But the the if I go into like just very different, like if you see Brandon walk into uh, Dark Souls, he's like, "Woo, Dark Souls, yeah, let's do it." And then Dark Souls, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like grasping that controller, like about to snap it in half, and I'm like nervous, and I and I don't want to do it, and um, it's it's just a very different. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know why I use Brandon as an example, but like I've seen many people talk about the same thing. I mean, it's the same story I talked about uh, um, with uh, Monster Hunter. It's mm-hmm. like I tried a few times, didn't like it, didn't get it. I don't know why. I finally just sat down. And I was like, hmm, let me see. Let me try to let, let me try to understand it a little better. Let me see if I can get into it. I I aspire to be better at Souls games. I would very much like to, and. Only with that attitude will I, I think will I ever overcome the frustration that I get from actually doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever beat Dark Souls. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm ever gonna beat uh, capitalism, right? But there are other <laughs> goals, right, and, and stuff that I, I, I can mean, do you, in between. You can. You can win Dark Souls. You can win. You I can. would submit that you can't win capitalism. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. I yeah, feel like yeah, some yeah. people in the world are very few. Some people are want, winning capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Some people, yeah. Some people, some people I could beat name the final them. level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Name yeah, all yeah, 70 yeah. of them. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, a big part of Souls games and, and, and more broadly is like that that is a design element that's video games have to have to make choices about is what what kinds of rule sets are they going to use mm-hmm. and how are players expected to figure out those rule sets or come with pre-existing knowledge um there is certainly an element of like dark souls 2 and Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 all sort of relying on at least a little contextual knowledge from Dark Souls and even that one into Demon Souls because they rely on some similar rule sets. But the point of how the the game is using those rule sets is because their design choices were to build this idea of mastery. That is the kind of player that they were expecting to engage with their game as players who are really motivated by feelings of mastery. And so that, you know, hitting up against a wall and failing and frustration and everything is part of that mastery experience. And so with that knowledge of what kind of player you are looking for and what kind of game experience you are creating, you build them together, right? There are games that uh, absolutely are not focused on the concept of mastery. Animal Crossing would be a good one. Animal Crossing does not care if you get super duper good at catching bugs. It's just like, yeah, it's exploration and it's uh, building your own internal narratives and it's collection 
um, very different goals than the rule sets for a game like Dark Souls. So it's also part of it is learning what kind of rule sets they are and then acclimating to them. But part of it is also recognizing what kind of gamer you are and what motivates you to play because there are going to be games that fit that better than other games. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know that uh, for me right now, a discussion about mastery within, um, again, we've been talking about capitalism, uh, but, but there are <laughs> other, other systems too. Um, mm mm-hmm. I was I listened to a podcast the other day and I I'm hoping I was I was googling it I'm hoping that this is the one um I think the book is called The Devil You Know a Black Power Manifesto and it's talking about how yeah yeah this is the one um by Charles M Blow and in the interview he was talking about how listening to him he he seems to have a very a uh, good understanding of the US political system. And he was talking about how demographically how many how many people of um like how many Hispanic people, how many black people, how many white people will be in the United States over the next um you know 10 20 years and how that's going to shape the the political map in the country based on the number of people in each of those demographics and where they're going to be geographically. So what he's proposing in this book is that black people move to the South and kind of um, congregate because their numbers are going to be smaller than other groups. And only by um, having more black people in particular states can they increase the chances of there being black senators in the future. Because Mm -hmm. if the the number of black people is spread out throughout the country the way it is now, the likelihood of there being black senators in the future will be very low. I mean, there's a higher concentration of black people in the South than anywhere else in the U.S. Yeah. There's just suppression. <laughs> yes, but also, if, if you're playing, if that's the game that you're playing, how do you continue to play lean that game? Lean into it. To, right, lean exactly, into it. exactly, exactly. It's like, okay, so we're going to lean into it, we're going to do this, and we're going to make sure that we can actually... These are the rules that you want to set up. Fine, we'll play those rules. There's enough of us, and here's what we can do. And here, yeah, I mean, that's that's what gerrymandering is, right? Is Mm -hmm. it is using a rule to choose who gets right, and that affects affects who, right? That that affects Congress, right? But overall numbers would uh, would affect the Senate because the Senate Mm -hmm. is chosen by the state. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's talking about the Senate, the senatorial map and not the congressional map. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, as a result, I mean, you could then start moving. Like, if there's more black people in an area, then they can have more representation and, like, reduce the gerrymandering also. But um, in, in the context of that interview, he was talking about it in, in terms of the senatorial race. Because it doesn't matter what's going on. Like, if you can at least have someone representing your interest, because, because the, the Senate is way more... Um, unfair in a way because Mm -hmm. of the way that every state regardless of it has one million or 30 million people everybody's got two two, right yeah and then it only takes one more than the other side to make things happen right so Mm -hmm. there was again i was listening to him and i was like oh like 
he knows the rules. He understands. He sees all the pieces on the board, and this is what he's this is what he's proposing. And I don't know. It's a pretty cool strategy. Uh, again, understanding the the rules. Um, at least that's the way I'm framing it. That's the way I heard it when I when I heard him speaking. And there's there's something. I think it's more of a mindset thing that I'm really that I'm really um, thinking about, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. he was like, mm, I could just stay. Like I'd rather be like he lived in New York, and he's like, I'd rather live in New York. I like it here, but like my ultimate goals and the things that I want to further and the people that I care about and and things that I think are important would be better served if I like it's not impossible. And also like this is this is something that I could do. So I'm going to move down to to Atlanta, he said that he moved. And then because of the way that we can um, create communities and strengthen those communities and, and, you know, build things up by having more people in one particular area. Again, these are the rules that are currently established in the system. So how, how can we, how can we, how can we play to win basically? And again, I don't know if he, he would uh, characterize what he's doing in, in, in these terms, but uh, it made sense to me when I saw it that way. And then sometimes you get situations where the rules are there, clearly, and the other side ignores the rules. Uh, I'm thinking about how um, with the Supreme Court, with uh, Amy Coney Barrett's Supreme Court uh, appointment, and uh, the Democrats decided to not show up when it was time to do the the judicial... uh, the their committee's vote Mm -hmm. and there has to be at least two to to have a a quorum Mm -hmm. to be able to have the vote and the republicans decided to hold the vote anyway even though it's against the rules and then it happened (laughs) but this this to me is like um to me this is like the using breath of the wild as an example this is when like somebody moves too quickly and like and just like move through a wall it's like, well, technically, yeah. it's a the game allows it. <laughs> like the game allows it, right? Like, like we can we can say like, oh, that's not a that's not a rule. But it's like, if it's allowed, like if it happened, there was no consequence. Then those are the rules we're playing by, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as much as it sucks, I didn't know you switched. We're the playing rules on Assassin's me. Creed, and you fall through the floor and just keep falling and falling and falling. Or yeah. playing Anthem, and I just keep dying. Rest in peace, dying Anthem. Dying and dying. Um, I saw somebody beat Link to the Past. It's like, it's like three minutes it takes. If you do, I saw it the other day apparently, and it mm-hmm. it, it, it works on the version yeah, that's on that. uh, Switch. So I was like, oh, and like that that has been in the game for since I've it came out. I've never beaten a Zelda game. In what 90, 96, 95? Mm-hmm. No, it's early. No, ninety four. I don't know. Whenever whenever Link to the Past came out, um, I played that 94. game a million times, and I've never. I don't know you could do that, but you can. They mm-hmm. didn't even patch it out. So, I mean, like, I, I get it. I understand in in life, like, I could get hung up on the idea that they cheated or I can be like, oh, I don't know we could do that. It's a glitch in the system. Okay. No, no, no Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, it's a glitch. Okay. Then, then, then I guess that's an exploit that we can exploit. Luke Cave. Yeah. Now whether I, you know, 
whether some people are, 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 are more able to exploit, uh, than not, uh, and hypocrisy and blah, 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 all that stuff. But it just, I think, I think it goes to that same idea, right? It, it, it's the monopoly thing, right? It's like, those aren't the rules. And yet 90% of the time that I've played um, Monopoly, I people will not auction off something that nobody wants to buy. Mm-hmm. That's not, this that's is not why the rule. I love playing board games on computer on on the computer or on a console because are there. it gives you the rules, <laughs> the clear rules. Mm-hmm. Like if you'd played Terra Mystica on on the computer, mm-hmm. you would understand all the rules. Uh, uh, on the computer, it wouldn't let me do things that I'm not allowed to do. It still wouldn't tell me. Uh, uh, it still it wouldn't tell you that you could do things. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. But but point taken. Yeah. This is why it makes I, it a little easier to uh, to trial and error, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. How far can I go? Can I move that? No. Okay. <laughs> that the board game there? just okay. like oh, I'm just, I can move. I rolled one die, but I can move it eight also, spaces. It also depends on how you're playing it, because if you're playing in like um, tabletop simulator or something like those are you can literally move pieces anywhere um, because it's just it's a simulation. It's not um, constrained like buying. uh, I think I just bought wingspan on my switch. So that will give me specific parameters. It's on rails. Yeah, basically. Look, I had a game genie. I had a Game Shark. Oh, I like so did easy I. mode. I love it. I'll pay extra for easy mode. Uh, but I, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll buy, for, I'll, I'll pay for an XP. Yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay for an XP boost. Yeah, why not? Give me easy mode. Um, and in life, I would like easy mode, but uh, because of uh, for multiple um, reasons, I was not born on um, the easiest uh, tier. And then on the hardest tier. But I'm I'm definitely You're on the easiest mode. side. I there there are multiple levels in in mm-hmm. in life and in in multiple aspects of life and um in some of them I'm 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 doing uh, you know like I'm I'm okay but I've never been on easy mode um and uh, sometimes yeah. on hard mode yeah sometimes on really hard mode um. Yep. Maybe yep. not on nightmare mode, but I don't know. Living under mode. capitalism mm-hmm. feels like living in nightmare mode. <laughs> Gotta Look, be honest. When, <sighs> when uh when in twenty seventeen uh Mother Nature glitched and threw me into mm-hmm. um they had a special uh limited time event where they turned <laughs> off all of the <laughs> all of the um power ups. All the lights? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was literally no nothing. It went into dark mode. <laughs> when it went to um uh, yeah, that uh what was it the the post apocalyptic seasonal event um that everyone was thrust into. Yeah, that uh that was nightmare mode. Although, I mean, yeah. uh <laughs> even even there there were some people who I remember the house next to mine our neighbors were they had a like an industrial um generator that like you wouldn't have for a house you would have it for like a business but they installed it a long time ago because they could and they had central air and it was like their experience was very different uh mm-hmm. than they hacked the system than mine yeah 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 mm-hmm. they were they were definitely on on easy mode um at that point yeah 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 so any any final thoughts on this? Um, thank you, thank you for engaging on, on my uh, my conversation on 
I don't know, I don't know what the hell I was. Uh, I, I, it went in multiple different directions. It, it um, did. And yeah, I, yeah, my yeah. closing thought is going to be a uh, call to continue into more different directions. Um, YouTube, uh, H Bomber Guy, he's one of my favorite YouTube mm-hmm. people. And he has a video called Speed Running is Awesome. And here's why. We spent all this time talking about the rules of games. And speed running is all about playing games as fast as possible. Now, some of those are without going against any of the intended rule sets. Some of them are go hog wild. If you can find a shortcut, if you can find a cheat, if you can find a way to break it in a way that benefits you doing it faster, like the Zelda one, do it. Um, And so this video essay, he talks about... um, the speedrunning community and it's very interesting and I recommend that video and many others of his videos but what I want to have you two think about moving forward if we're going to talk about the systems that we exist in and how Mm -hmm. framing them as games can be beneficial to Mm -hmm. us better understanding them how does the concept of speedrunning work in there what yeah. what can we figure out about our systems so well <laughs> that we can break the systems? <laughs> but it's it's not always uh, speedrunning isn't always about breaking the the system. I mean, no, no, no. There be. are different. There are yeah. different. Uh, mm-hmm. When you when you mentioned um, used. yeah, when you mentioned Animal Crossing, you were like, well, you can't really like, you know, like there's no way to like like the game doesn't care, you know, if you're good at catching bugs. That is but true. People do time travel back and forth. But you can, you can care, right? Yes. And you can set uh, uh and you can say, "Oh no, no, I am going to I want to max out my inventory or I want to like I want and I'm doing that right now. Like I have I am looking forward to the day when I go to the museum and I have so mm-hmm. many like I'm just going to spend hours just going back and forth and emptying out all the fossils that I've been collecting. I haven't gone uh, to to I've the museum. I've got all the fossils <sighs> in the museum. But I don't Ooh. I don't have like I haven't done it, right? I'm just collecting fossils in my house. Like crazy. And I'm looking forward to and the game doesn't tell me to do this, but I I I decided a long time ago that I want to there's going to be a day that I'm going to need this in my life. I'm going to need this moment where I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to just every single fossil. I'm just going to have that stupid conversation over and over and over again. I'm just going to give them all my fossils until, and I, and I think that day I'll unlock them all, right? Like I'll, I'll have completed my museum because <laughs> I, but I'm going to go in there with like a thousand fossils, right? Or, or however many I, I, I can do. And that's a thing that I established for myself. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think... I don't know if Viktor Frankl would agree, <laughs> but I think that's what the book is about, right? It's like, okay, yeah. this sucks. Finding this game meaning. fucking sucks. Uh, but the people who within it were able to, in this case, survive and get to the other end and not be like broken, were the people who were able to establish something, right? To create some sort of, like you create your own goal. You create your own world within mm-hmm. um, this other thing. So like you can have a game and then you're like, okay, right? And, and yeah, I mean, I think I think it's, uh, that, that's why I gave the Breath of the Wild example at the beginning, because I don't, I can't play Breath of the Wild that way. I've never, I mean, I mean maybe I could, but I've never, I've never, 
I've never attempted it. That's not how I play the game. But there are other games that I kind of do. Like I just gave an Animal Crossing example, right? There are other games, other things that I do. It's it's like right now I'm playing Genshin Impact and it is very much like Breath of the Wild. And I don't know, there's like a million different things to do and I'm only doing them in a particular way. There was a, there was a character at the beginning that everyone told me it's garbage. It's the worst character in the game. I was like, I don't care. I like Amber. I'm going to play as Amber. I'm going to make a good version of that character. I gave up on that at some point because she is horrible. Um, she, she, yeah, she is. Uh, it's unfair what they're doing to that character. But I can choose that, right? There's like there's like 28 characters in that game, and I can have any combination I want. There's like so many possibilities, and I can play the game however I want. And every time I say, there's different videos that each of them uh, are like, oh, here's like you can take this character who's a healer, but you know like. Here's a DPS builder. Here's another builder. Oh, and if you want, do you want to combine these two characters? Like, go all in with one element. Like, there's all these things. I'm like, okay, I want to play the game this particular way. And once I started doing that, this is, this is, this is, this feels right. I I like, I like where this is going. Once I decided, like, no, this is the character that I'm going to main, I'm going to build everything else around this character. I had some direction that the game didn't provide me. And I'm having a very unique experience from what other people. Are, are having and there's an aspect of this game too which is like has gotcha mechanics so there is a random element to it mm-hmm. also where like i've I played with jang and jang is, has like completely different characters there, he has characters that i don't mm-hmm. i do not have and even within the things that are random there are all these rules um like a pity rolls and things like this was so like if you're keeping track of how many times you've rolled you can almost guarantee the outcome that you want if you do things in a particular way it's going to take a while you can build it up but you can actually do that to your advantage or you you don't have to play that way at all. And, and yeah. And so I think speedrunning uh, life, <laughs> right. Is, is, is exactly it. It's like this situation. It's like being at work. It's like having a really shitty job and then just like, no, no, but I'm going to do it with music on and I'm going to, you know, like I'm, I'm going to do it to a beat, you know, and like this monotonous, stupid job, you know? And then one day you're like, no, I'm going to beat my record, you know, of, uh, of something like you can create all of these things for yourself. I mean, and a lot of these aspects are, 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 are discussed in reality is broken, right? Right. It's like, there are all these things in games that if you brought them into real life, that if you brought them into the workplace, into school, we, we would be able to, there be, People would be more engaged. They would be they they would, they would enjoy it more. They wouldn't be as disconnected, blah blah. But we can do that again. Go back to Victor Frankl. There's you can do a lot of that on your on your own. Yes, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, especially in some areas. It's so hard. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I think I think I think the hardest part is getting past. There, I think there are some. There's a frustration part, uh, um, tolerance part of it. There's the acceptance part of it. Um, this is like one of the things that um, uh, Albert Ellis like always gets called an asshole for, right? In those training videos, because what is it like? The, the girl's talking about like her 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 sister died, and and he's like, yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah, it happened. So like, what do you? <laughs> Like you can you can be super pissed about it right now. Like be sad, but like don't let that sadness like. And that's that's the thing. That's why I like the the way that uh, RBT frames things. It's like there's two versions of every emotion, right? There's the one that sucks, and then there's the one that like sucks and takes you over and stops you from 
mm-hmm. proceeding and living your life and and accomplishing things and doing things like that. It's like it's not don't be sad. It's don't be sad. Don't be so sad that it 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 consumes you. Yeah. And don't be only sad. <laughs> you can be, be only get sad, sad plus upgrade. Still, you deserve it. <laughs> New game, pro, new game plus. Yeah, new you can still plus. be sad. Uh, you can main one element. Just you know, there's ways to 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 uh, you know adjust your uh, <laughs> your gear and your stats so that it doesn't actually um, work to your detriment. So that you can use them to 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 move forward. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I answer your question on the speed running? I think I just something to ponder. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is an answer. Yeah. It's just yeah. something to think yeah. about. Yeah ways to do it yeah 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 yeah. think of the ways that we engage with systems systems that have explicit rules that shape them and then also implicit rules in how we engage with them and that can apply to all sorts of systems yep mm-hmm. all of them i like it well, right, any 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 closing words no you're done you're good I'm good. All right. I enjoyed I enjoyed the capitalism debate. <laughs> Is that what we did? Did it work? Uh, I don't know if it worked. Anyway. I, I th- I it am... worked. It worked. It's okay. It's if okay. Capitalism it's okay. is a game. It really fucking sucks and we need to change a lot of the rules to get it fair. That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah, I'm saying. We gotta tweak yeah. some of these rules. It needs some iteration on its uh game mm-hmm. development, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel more comfortable with the idea that like uh, capitalism is the board, right? And like, like it creates all of these horrible, abusive <laughs> uh, constraints. We could have gone more it. deep. Just we could have gone into, deeper like, into stock it. Market, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That specific. I didn't even bring up GameStop and yeah. Reddit um, and which, how they hacked the system, even though it's part of the rules. Exactly. They're like, we follow the rules. And if and, you noticed, um, they changed those rules <laughs> real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real yeah, quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I look forward to the next <laughs> to the next time that it uh um it happens. And uh well, you keep moving it. It got they patched it, right? They patched the game because someone exploded it. They and got then, rid of that loot crate or that loot. The cave. exploit. They, Expo- they oh, the loot patched cave. it oh, because the wrong people were cheating. Yeah. Certain yeah, people yeah, yeah, are yeah. allowed to cheat. And That's cheat in that way, is, yeah. but then once other people, is somebody found a guide and started using the guide, and they're like, "Whoa, you're not allowed to read that how-to." I'm deleting that, taking it, yeah. taking it right off that page. Yep. Get rid of the loot cave. Yeah, yeah damn. they swiped. They swiped the game shark. That's what they did. I know. Loot cave is still <laughs> in. The, is down in Destiny too? It's in the Cosmodrome. It's still. It's it's there. But it doesn't do the loot thing, right? No, but it still has like the memorial. The, the thing i need to pick up the game again yeah let me know all right thank you for joining us for this episode of gt radio please engage with our uh if you want to engage with our content you can come to uh forum.geektherapy.com where you can comment and discuss all of the content on the geek therapy network it's also the home of the geek therapy library i uh, remember we have the therapeutic and applied geek and gaming summit coming up in april presented mm-hmm. by Geek Therapy and the Madonna Group for more information on that um, and all of our community spaces and uh, how to reach us check the show notes all the links are there thank you so much for listening nobody geek out and do good and we'll be back next week mm, bye bye <laughs>